Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm your host, Peggy Amanisi, of the show Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us. And uh, I want to welcome you all to the show and uh, wish you all a very happy and blessed new year. And I'm going to have a special guest on the show tonight. Her name is Lynn Reagan. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Lynn. Um, before I tell you about her, I'm sure you know that I had a couple very... Uh, close losses over the holiday season, and my best friend whose funeral's tomorrow. So I just want to say rest in peace, Tia. I love you. And uh, that's what our show is about, uh, the signs our loved ones send us. And even though my friend is gone and I've lost two children and so many others, I know that they're around us. And um, it's books like Lynn's and my book, Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug, that shows about the signs and many others out there. But um, <clears throat> I'd like to tell you, before I bring Lynn on the air, a little bit about her. Her name is Lynn Reagan. Uh, she knew at the age of 14 that she would write a book one day. She subscribed to True Crime and True Detective, reading each edition faithfully while plotting her fiction novel she wrote. She never wrote, I'm sorry. 25 years later, she met the love of her life, never thinking she'd be involved in a real-life crime. After um, excuse me, after her fiancé's murder, she followed his guidance by way of ADCs after death communications. From the other side, Chip insisted she write their story. Following her struggles with grief and added uh, defiance, she reluctantly gave in and penned 
her first two books, Wake Me Up, Love in the Afterlife, and We Need to Talk, Living with the Afterlife. While writing her first novel, Lynn was introduced to the spiritual arts of energy work. She pursued meditation and went on to study Reiki healing, aura energy, and chakra balancing. She later used her studies to become a professional aura photographer and an ordained minister, a children's book author, and a publisher. Lynn is excited to bring her talents together in order to touch the lives of others with Chip's communications from the afterlife. She lives in Atlanta with her fur kids, Scooby, Chipper, Dusty, and Scooter. Lynn can be found also online by going to www.lynnragan.com and Facebook at Signs from the Afterlife. Well, it's my great pleasure to bring on Lynn now, and we're going to speak to her in her own words what her life's been about and what her um, books are about. So I'm going to bring Lynn on now. Okay, hold on, please. Hi, Lynn. Hi, how are you? Good. How you doing, Lynn? I'm, I'm so happy to, to have you on the show, and Happy New Year to you. And... I gave a briefing of your bio and, you know, just reading it, but tell us what you're about, Lynn. Tell us a little bit of your own story uh, growing up before you did the books. Um, I gave a summary that you knew you were going to write something. Um, I felt the same way as a child, too, and two years ago I finally got a best-selling book out there and three more coming out. So tell us about you, Lynn. Tell us about your life, where you're from, what your childhood was like, uh, normal kid, not normal kid, whatever, and just let your hair down because we're very relaxed on this show. So, <laughs> um, My upbringing was pretty normal. Um, I was pretty much a loner, have been all of my life. I've only been mm-hmm. in pretty much three relationships for prolonged periods of time. But I remember as a, as a, a teenager, I was infatuated mm-hmm. with the magazines of true crime and true detectives. And right. I always dreamed or thought I was supposed to write a book. I mean, I planned it in my head, but I just never did it. And then life got in the way, and then I got married. And advanced 25 years later, I met Chip and... Um, fell in love with him and just never imagined in a million years that I would be a part of or play a role in uh, such a tragic death such as his. Well, you were you married to Chip or was that after your marriage broke up or what was the story there? Uh, no, me and Chip didn't get married. I was um, had already gone through two marriages that had failed and I wanted to try something new. I mean, I was just found and determined that I didn't want to get married, although he wanted to. I just figured mm-hmm. we'd do it someday, way in the future. So at the, in, right. our, in our relationship, no, I didn't. we didn't get married. But I knew that we didn't need a piece of paper to... No, that's all it is. <laughs> you know? Amen to so, that, yep. Um, we were so how, how old were you when you met Chip? I mean, what was the... Um, uh, scenario, how did you meet Chip? Uh, you know, we both, were you... Okay, I was working at a, a place in Jacksonville, and he had applied for a driving job. I was the dispatch manager there at the time. Um, mm-hmm. When he walked in one afternoon, it was uh, it was like I saw somebody 
that I had known my entire life, the eyes. I mean, I always say that the eyes are, are part of the soul, and you can see right mirror, through the mirror, body. If you, the mirror. Yeah. They're definitely the mirror of the soul. Yep. I, I just remember looking into his eyes that day and saying, oh, my, uh, this is one person I certainly cannot have anything to do with. I mean, because he just, it was like he could read my mind if I looked into his eyes. And I was married at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, fast, uh, fast forward, I didn't have anything to do with him because I, I'm very loyal and dedicated in my relationships. But I did end up getting a divorce from the man that I was married with. And then mm-hmm. when that happened, I was determined that I didn't want to get into another relationship. Um, but Chip had a different plan altogether and was just a little persistent test and kept on and kept on. And he became my very, mm-hmm. very best friend. And that turned right. into uh, a different relationship altogether where I fell very much in love with him. Mm-hmm. Were you it young at the time? Or how, how, how old were you? Oh, my goodness. How old was I? Not now. Oh, you don't have your age. I, I, I spilled my beans. I'm 61 and proud. So, but, <laughs> I so I'm, I glad, I'm glad I made it thus far, you know. <laughs> but how oh. were you, like, uh, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, oh, whatever? no, no. It's 40s, 40. I was in, I think I had just turned 40, and he was, um, he was in his 30s. I was two or three, or three years older than him. Okay. Um, but Not a we, problem. We my very... my ex-boyfriend was 11 years my junior, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, he always teased me about that. But my birthday came before his. I was two years mm-hmm. older than him, but my birthday came in January and his was in May. And then once mine was over, I'm three years younger than you now. Or, you know, hey, you're three years yep. younger than me. Yep. So I had to live with that for a few months until he turned, you know, that year older. Mm-hmm. He was so funny. So funny. That's so important. Humor is so important. Yeah. So it developed, okay, so you ended up um, divorcing, and, and not to getting your personal stuff because it's nobody's business, but what led you to your relationship with Chip? I mean, it, you had a, obviously a friendship, felt like a soulmate connection to him. Um, I believe that we are led to people in our lives, even ones that don't do well by us even. I've been there, done that. Um, everything's for a reason, okay? And right. and there are – If you, I don't know if you've listened to any of my archives, Lynn, but um, I talk a lot about synchronicity, and it's kind right. of like the plan, you know, whether it be numbers or birth dates or there's always some kind of connection. Every show I do, there's some kind of connection to somebody. Nothing happens, right. happens by uh, – we call coincidences. I call God incidences. They were all put together I for a reason. I love that. I love that. Yep. Yeah. So tell us more about you and Chip, and then we'll get into the books, what led you to the book, and what happened um, prior to his death, or during your relationship, and his death, and after after his death. Well, our relationship started out just on the friendship, um, more so uh-huh. because that's what I wanted. I know he wanted more. I didn't. Um, right. And to be perfectly honest, I... I hate to even say that I did it, but there were many times that I would ignore his calls or I wouldn't answer the door when he came over. It was just because mm-hmm. for some reason or another, something told me inside that I didn't want to get close to this man. I didn't know at that time what the reason was, and I still don't know if it's all factual. Um mm-hmm. But because he was so persistent and because he became my best friend, I started letting the, the doors down and or the walls down and mm-hmm. uh, 
Or letting him break years. the doors. I'm, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. younger. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had him. I had him up. I mean, there was a solid brick wall there. I just would not allow him to go through. But that thing mm-hmm. was a. We knew each other for four years before he passed. So three of those years was this back and forth relationship, back and forth, back and forth. Um, right. And then that last that last year is just like I just gave in. I, I don't know why I gave in. Although I did fight for that that year of struggling of um, becoming more comfortable in the relationship, um, dreaming about it in the future. I mean, we had all kinds of plans. But the last year was the best time of my life with him. I'm, mm-hmm. It was a relationship that I just probably will never, ever have again in my life. Um, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, it really was just a beautiful relationship. Well, it's probably what brought you um, to your books, and I, I talk about this even with me. Um, I, I don't know how much you know about me, Lynn, because we've never met. Um, I'm an author, um, like I said, and in the radio show host, and I've lost many close to me: parents, brother, sister, two nephews, two children, and the list goes on and on. Best friend uh, two days before Christmas, you know, and many other friends in between. But I think every one that we meet, whether good or bad, teaches us something. And his, I think, Chip's plan, this is my own hypothesis about life and many others, I, I think, in these days, especially since the veil is living between the afterlife and here, that it's all part of the plan. They come here for a reason, teach you something, and then they their, their job is done, even with my children, which brought me to the radio show and, and helping other grieving parents and bringing other people closer to heaven and more spiritual. So that, that's my own belief. What, what is your take on that? I believe that, too. I believe that his time was up. Even if he wouldn't have passed the way that he did, I believe mm-hmm. that at some point during that particular day he would have, or maybe the next day or the or the day after, but it would have happened. Um, it right. was his time to go. But that's, it's taken me a long time to get to that particular realization um, to to understand the scope of it. And I really don't know all of it. You know, I've only been seen I've right. only seen little glimpses of this and that. Um, but mm-hmm. I do believe that it was his time to go in order for me to awaken. I mean, he's the one who brought me back to life for the second time right. after he died. Right, right, exactly. Now, let me ask you another question, Lynn. Um, as a child, uh, are, are you intuitive, besides Chip coming to you, are you intuitive with anybody else or... Uh, can you read other people, or what? what's the deal in your life besides the book and Chip? Has it brought you to a different level spiritually as far as being it, able to? I, I think it has. Um, I'm actually attending this class here in Atlanta to become more intuitive with other people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what I'm going to use with it or if I'll ever do anything with it, but my hopes were that, if I succeeded in this particular class of becoming more intuitive, that I could use mm-hmm. them. Um, I'm really not sure. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. <laughs> no, we don't. You know, I have been uh, myself. I'm 61. Like I said, I <clears throat> I have MS. I had it since I was nine. Didn't diagnose to 50. I'm not going to go on about it, but it's after being nine, misdiagnosed, had been in a coma. I came out different. Uh, had the gift my whole life, was scared to death of it, thought it was normal, thought it was not normal. And I finally opened up to the public, uh, my show, January 20th, it'll be a year. I finally came out to the public, what I do. People call in from all over the world. I, I read them. 
Um, I, I'm like what they call the Teresa Caputo of Long Island, which I'm in New York, but you know, not in Long Island. I can walk up to people sometimes out of the blue and just start reading. I don't know why. It's not like I'm schizo and <laughs> your voices. It's just stuff that flows through me, the energy, you know, and uh, it gives messages to people that um, need it, you know. I'll have people come on the show and they're like, well, can you tell me if I'm going to move, if I'm going to make more money, what the lotto numbers are? No, I don't do that. I don't do crystal balls. I don't do tarot cards, any of that stuff. I just do it, you know, get from God. And um, whatever's meant to be, I think we all are intuitive on some terms. Um, Others more than maybe some, you know, some some more of, you know, somebody like me more than others is what I'm trying to say. And um, it's a gift. It's a gift. And it's a gift to share to bring people closer to heaven and God. And um, I, I, you know, you've written, what, three books now? Uh, Yes. And one children's book. Right, right. And well, let's um let's give the uh the listeners the names of all your books and where they can get them first off. I like to make the announcements so they can find them. And I will post it to my page uh links to it. So give the names of the books and then we'll tell you you tell us what exactly happened with Chip and and what led you to the book after this, okay? Okay. Um, you want me to tell the list of the books first? Just rattle. Like I said, you're sitting there in your underwear as far as I'm concerned. I don't care. This is a very late back show. I try to make people relax. Have a cup of coffee. I don't drink it, but do what you got to do. We're sitting in our living rooms, you know? The the first book that I wrote is called Wake Me Up, um, mm-hmm. Love in the Afterlife. That, was, that book is full of... Um, like basically the first six months after Chip passed, it was my awakening mm-hmm. um, or and sharing all of his uh, gifts. And from, to, as far as I'm concerned, it's all about Chip and what he was able to, to deliver or give um, with mm-hmm. his gifts. And I'm just the messenger basically to say, hey, there is life after death and, and love never right. dies. Um, mm-hmm. The second book is called We Need to Talk, Living with the Afterlife. And that is uh, filled with different types of dream visits that we had, that we shared. And it was a a journey. It didn't happen all at one time, of course, but it was a journey through realizing that through these particular types of dream visits, he was taking me to the other side. Uh, Right. Truly, we all astral travel when we dream, and I guess we go... um, to different places, but that's what he was doing was taking me or sharing his job on the other side with me. Exactly, I didn't it happened to me for the. It might have happened yeah, to me more than once, but for the first time in uh, my my daughter died uh, Mother's Day two thousand two at twenty eight. My son will be four years next month. My husband nine months before my son. Uh, oh, wow. A few months ago, I traveled. I I went there. And talk to both my kids at the same time. I might have traveled before. Um, I think maybe I have, but this one I remember. And I know they didn't come to me here. I mean, they've come to me here in many ways. I have a site that I have pictures. I have audio. I have I have concrete proof, not just my hearsay, but I have concrete proof. It's amazing, amazing signs, uh, beyond signs, proof. But I went there, and it was gorgeous. It was beautiful, and heaven is real. Mm-hmm. And it was like I wasn't there long, but I did get messages from them. And um, but I get them like every day. 
And so I'd like, just like to tell the listeners, heaven really is real. I mean, it's a real place. It's it's here. It's not there. It's here. It's a door. You open right. the door and you walk into the next. So tell us about um, how that be- began with you. Uh, was it immediately after Chip's death? Or or actually, you know, let's backtrack. I'm sorry. I, I, I get a little hyper here. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what, exact, what exactly happened when Chip passed. How did it go down? Um, I know I've read some of it. So you tell the listeners in your own words um, what exactly happened or what you know that happened. Um, well, it was a day like every other day. It, um, it was a Wednesday morning. It had rained the mm-hmm. night before. Right. Uh, our our normal routine was to to get on the phone. First thing he would do was call me on his way over to park his uh, to pick up his truck. Um, right. He was a semi semi driver, owner operator. Um, on this mm-hmm. particular morning, he called a couple minutes late. I had not woke up. It was the the morning was really weird in that respect that we both woke up late. And on his way over um, to pick up the truck, he was he was he had been sick. And I didn't get the chance to tell him to come to the house and I would fix some breakfast, not to go to work, because right. by the time everything happened, it was only a, a few minutes, and I heard him start to truck up. And mm-hmm. Chip is the kind of person that when he makes up his mind to do something, he's just going to go through with it. Since he was already there, he was going to go ahead and see how he felt a, a couple of hours into it. And then if he didn't feel any better, he would go home. Um, right. So he started the truck up, and it wasn't just a couple of minutes um, when I heard him cuss out uh, a curse word, and I immediately thought there I'm was something I'm Howard Stern, you can say it. <laughs> you can say okay. it. It doesn't matter. It was, it was not a really bad word, but um, he said, oh, shit, and, and, and right. a, a growling, a very growling voice to where I knew mm-hmm. something was wrong. Um Wow. And as, as soon as he said that, a this noise came through the phone. It sounded like a lawnmower engine. It was really, really loud. And I, I immediately wondered how he got the hood lifted so quickly, thinking that there was mm-hmm. something wrong with the engine. And it stayed for a very long time. I, I say very long time. When you're in it, it feels like a long time. But it probably didn't exactly. last maybe 20 or 30 seconds. And mm-hmm. by the time it ended... I had already decided that there was something really bad wrong. I went into the kitchen, grabbed my keys, and I, I raced out the house to go down there to see if I could help him. Um, he only mm-hmm. worked, parked the truck maybe a mile or so down the road. So I knew it wasn't going to take me very long to get there. Right. So I'm driving down there. He's not talking to me. I'm still connected to him because I can hear him breathing through the phone. And. Mm-hmm. Um, once I turned into the driveway, uh, it was really dark out. It's like 4.45 in the morning. The moon right. was out. The, his, the only way I could see him was because his lights on his truck were still still uh, on. And right. I saw him laying on the ground next to the truck. And when oh I got closer, I could see that there was blood on the back of his head. Um, I right. just figured he fell. And I knew I needed to get help. So... I didn't know the address, so I had to run up to the road to get the address. And long story short, it took 20, 25 minutes before a rescue got there. And once they did, um, I was informed he had been shot in the head. I wasn't oh my told God. how many times. I just knew that he was shot. Um, 
it took a while to find out. Um, well, a trial. It was two and a half years later, or actually three years later, and during the trial, um, once mm-hmm. they arrested the person who killed him, uh, he had been shot three times in the head: once in the face, oh, and the nose, God. and then two oh, other times in the head. So oh my God! It, he was still breathing. He he did not die at the scene. He passed at the hospital. They had air flight him to the hospital. Um, meanwhile, I was stuck in the police car, and I wasn't allowed to go with him. And right. I didn't learn till it was an hour later uh, after he left. I found out that he had passed. I, I called his mom on her phone, and uh, right. she told me that he had passed. What was it, a random shooting, a robbery, someone that he knew, some kind of vendetta, or did you ever find out? Oh, no, it was somebody he knew. Um, where we worked... There were all, all owner operators at this particular place where we worked, and it was uh-huh. another uh, another operator that actually did it. That actually. Oh my gosh! Him. Were you still working as dispatching at the place, or? Yes. Yeah. This was a totally okay. different location. Um, but uh, yes, that's I something. Um, I talk about the synchronicities. Um, I had my own home care business for many years, and because of the MS, I had a and I was in a bad accident. Had to retire. Um, well, and I went back to school in my late forties. Became an insurance agent. Had to leave the job because my daughter was getting really sick. So I started driving and becoming a dispatcher. So here's a synchronicity with us. Here we are, Walter. <laughs> so I just want to let the uh, listeners know: you can be a dispatcher. You can be almost anything and become a uh, um, a teacher. And that's right. what I feel with our books are now that we are teachers, you know. So that's that's kind of a common ground with us here. So that's kind of cool. So, but cool. so when um, after everything was said and done, um, and before you had written the books, uh, what exactly happened after his death? How soon did he start coming to you? Um, was it a while? Was it right away? Or let the listeners it was know about that. Right it was actually right away. I didn't realize it at the time because I've never lost anyone close to me. Um, uh-huh. I didn't, the, I didn't sleep for the first two or three days, and I, I remember it. Uh, he died on on Wednesday, and I think it was Friday evening when I laid mm-hmm. down in the bed. And of course, I wasn't sleepy. I, I just grabbed my pillow and was crying. Um, but mm-hmm. I felt somebody lay their hand on my shoulder, and I thought it was my sister because she came up to be with me. But when I turned, right. look, there was nobody there. Of course, I didn't put two and two together um, until, mm-hmm. you know, way down the road. But the the very first that I document in the book is a dream visit um, that occurred on Monday evening. That was the evening of his uh, funeral service. That's when it all mm-hmm. started. Um as wow. far as the dream visitations go. And, and and it became a point to where it was almost every single night uh, for the first couple wow. of weeks. And then after you that... Going, was, you going to the other side or him just coming to you in the dream? You know, I think that we always go over there. I don't necessarily believe that they always come to us. Um, or mm-hmm. maybe we just meet in the middle in the astral plane. Um, 
But if I was put right. in, in Liam's terms, it, I would say that, you know, he came to me. We, it right. Was, we went to different places. I mean, there was one where we were at the, at the job site. So there was one where we were on the beach. There was, um, there was many, many visitations. And I started getting them all mixed up the first week, especially when I started sharing them. And right. I had to start documenting them to make sure that I had this one correct with the other one. It wasn't right. until uh, his mother called me one day and said that a neighbor, which was a friend of Chip's, had a dream um, that it was three nights consecutive in a row to where it was the same thing, that he was jumping out of a casket screaming that he didn't want to be there. Well, that scared really? me. Really? You know, all of yeah, my exactly. were of the loving nature where, you know, we were spending time together and it was very loving, very... Mm-hmm. Very personal. Um, but that well, that's what dream visits are. That's what are. I tell my listeners too. If you have dream visits, like you said, the neighbor had, and the jumping out of the coffin, that is the fear of death coming at you. Um, dream visits are actually like you're saying, where you're comforted, you're going there, you're spending time with the person. That is a true dream visit. And I can tell you that as an intuitive, you know. Um, But when you have the jumping out of the coffin, I've had things like that, too. It scares the hell out of you. That is not a dream visit. That's just your emotions, uh, your subconscious doing, you know, the regular so-called dream, you know. So, but uh, continue. I'm sorry. I just try to teach as I go along to the listeners to to, to, uh, differentiate between the, the dream visits and not. Well, at the time, I didn't know any better. I mean, I knew nothing of anything as far as signs go or afterlife communication. So this really scared right. me. And I mm-hmm. had, that's when it took me on a different tour of finding somebody who could speak to the dead, you know, like a medium. Right. Um, and then that's right. when I uh, found a lady by the name of Megan, which she's in, she's in the book. She's written in there. And once I found her, it was like calm just came over me. She helped decipher the dreams. Is that she and she let me know that he had crossed and he was fine, he was okay, and his communications with me were out of the love that we had for each other. Right. And as Another me, synchronicity. My daughter's name was Meg. My late daughter. <laughs> Yes, that was well. Everybody called her Megan. Her formal name was Margaret, but my married name is Anisi. So when she would tell people I'm Megan Anisi, they would automatically think she was Megan. But there's another. I'm I'm picking up on that as we go along here. The uh, (laughs) the synchronicity thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is. There's a lot of yeah. but I, I documented everything that happened, uh, and I, only because I didn't want to forget it, you know, 10 years down the road or 20 years down the road. I still wanted to be able to mm-hmm. look back on it and say, hey, he did this, and he did this, and he did this. And it right. was only a couple of months after I met Megan, and I say met, it was all by email or phone, um, mm-hmm. that she started telling me that he wanted me to write. And I had a few dream visits also where I was told that I needed to write our story. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm, I yep. I put my foot down nice and hard. That was the last thing I wanted to do was to write a story about afterlife communication. Um, right. Long story short, that's exactly what I wound up doing. But I will say in, in the spectrum of things, it took a very long time just to write that first chapter because the first chapter is, is the event itself, you know, how he how he passed. How he, and yeah, yeah. 
that one took me all of nine months just to write. I mean, I would write, and then I would cry, and then I would write, and then I would cry. It took a long time to put that mm-hmm. one into, into black and white. Right. Well, I know, you know, I kind of laugh because my, my first book is kind of more or less an outline of my life. What people mm-hmm. don't realize, it took me seven years to write that book, to complete it. But it takes two hours to read in one sitting. And people don't realize the amount of work and time. And it started, you know, people say, oh, that was a great way of venting. It wasn't just about venting. It was a purpose. It was something. It was a God-given gift to – he wanted me to tell people, not just about, you know, in the beginning, it's my life story, you know, my heritage for the local people in the town, you know, wanting to know about – you know, they want to hear about the town I grew up in. And then you go on into the signs. You know, which when I started venting, it wasn't about that. It went into the signs, and it's like, oh, my God. And I kept jotting them down. I'm like, because I was going to forget them, you know. From right. um, the first day, I mean, my daughter of all days, my only daughter, my oldest child of four, dies on Mother's Day. And I, her younger brother was 16 years younger than her, who also had the same illness. And so I'm dealing with another child with the illness, scared to death because he didn't want to die, which he ended up years later and dealing with my only daughter on Mother's Day of all days, you know, I mean, I remember saying to God as much spiritual and as religious as I was, it's like, this is this is not even funny. Like yeah. I try to obey you like Mother's Day, you're gonna do this to me on Mother's Day? But <clears throat> I talk on my show a lot of times about lemons to lemonade. My daughter uh, actually had two of her own children, which is not a rarity in the day with cystic fibrosis. Her children are healthy, doesn't have, neither one has it. But I, she was a fantastic mother. So I felt like he took her home on that day to represent mothers in general. She was, because she was, she was a phenomenal mom. So I try to turn the, the negative into something positive, you know. Um, just like I think what you're doing with your book with Chip, I, I know it's heart-wrenching and to relive it all. And uh, and like you said, the, the, your first chapter, you know, uh, summarizes or tells about when the actual event happened and what you went through. So tell us, um, when he came to you, you said he came to you within that first week or so um, in the dream visits. And, and when did he tell you about writing the book, right away or? Oh no no no! This was it was a couple of months after uh, after he passed. I would say at least three months is when I was first informed that I needed to write um, because mm-hmm. it was all the time. I, I say all the time. There was a lot happening within the first three months of him dying. Mm-hmm. It, was, right. it was almost as though he wasn't dead. I mean, I could see. Not mm-hmm. a whole body apparition, but if I was in that point of total grief, where and, and I was, I was, I was really bad at oh, yeah. just breaking down and crying. But there was all of mm-hmm. a sudden, some, I would see something in my peripheral vision, and I would look, and I could see him walking down the hallway, and then I would go running oh, after yeah. him, thinking that he yep. was there. And he did things like that to break my my focus on on. On crying, you know, as far as breaking yes, down, yes. that happened. Well, that, a lot. that's when that's what the signs are about. That that's what I try right. to tell people: don't be afraid of them, be open to them. A lot of people are like, well, I don't get signs, but you know what? I think everybody does. But it's mm-hmm. just what you were saying, and that's a key point. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up. That we fear it, you know, we fear death so much. You know, um, none of us want to go. You know, some of us do after, especially losing children, but we know we have, there's a plan. 
but it, it's the fear of it all. And the signs are to comfort, say, hey, hello, I'm here. You know, right. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm not there the way you want me to be. You know, I tell people, too, like, well, you're intuitive, and, and, and you do this, and you do that, and why does it bother you? Well, I'm human, too, and I still, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you feel the same. You would rather have Chip here, you know, in, oh, in the living. Yeah, Absolutely. and it's like that's Absolutely. what I want to stress to people. We miss them. We we know, that you know, by the signs that there's more, and, you know, whether it be pennies or feathers or birds or they connect in so, so many ways, you know, but... Yeah. Um, it's just, uh, I, I think we become teachers, and I think that we all are teachers here. You know, that's why we all go into different fields in life, you know. And right. uh, like I said, you hear you were a dispatcher at one point. I was during my daughter's death and never thinking. I thought about years ago writing a book to help those with what my children died of, both died of cystic fibrosis. And then I just stopped. But then 25 years later, here I am writing about life after death, as you are. And that's where we're supposed to be. Like you wanted to write, uh, what was it, uh, crime novels and what? But you actually have a crime novel here. It's not just about the afterlife. It's about a crime. How Chip, uh, you know, uh, died. So you, I think that was maybe. What do you think? Do you think that maybe as a youngster or young person, it was like a premonition back then that you got um, so involved in the crime stories? I think so. I do. I, I really yeah. do believe in. I just maybe didn't know how to uh, cross the T's and dot the I's back then, but I exactly. think it all came yep. to play um, at this particular time. It's, I believe that everything happens for a reason. Um, yep, got it. Got incidences, this, like I said. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at this age and time, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy with everything that has happened. Um, not happy with his death, of course, by any means. No, I know what but, you mean. I know what you mean. I, I I am glad that I'm awake. I like that. I love mm-hmm. that part of it. I love living in the spiritual side of life instead of the physical side. I mean, there have been times, don't get me wrong, where I wish I could just close my eyes and go back to the way it was and be blinded by spirits. Um, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, no. And it, it's funny happen. because when you go through something like this, that's what I found, too, that I've gone on to a different plane in life. Um, yeah, I'm human, and I, you know, I used to hang out and go to the bars and party and have a good time. And I was the, the, the one of my friends that passed on December 11th on the bar, and he used to call me the original American Idol. He goes, you come in, the whole plate lights up. I said, oh, yeah, because I'm a jerk. You know? He goes, no, you sing, you dance, you, you laugh, you joke. But, you know, not that I've lost that side of me, but I've I've graduated. I'm kind of in between both worlds yeah. now. I still yeah. have the human aspect because I have two other children, two grandchildren. Not that they all bother with me because that's another story. But um, I'm different. It made me different. It, it brought me to right. a different level. And people don't understand that because I, I look at other people now that when I do once in a very blue moon stop at a place that I used to go to and or maybe just to pick some takeout up or something, I look at the same people on the same stools with, with wondering if it's the same glass of beer they've been drinking for 20 years and i'm looking at him almost with pity not like thinking i'm better but like have you learned anything have you really or when are you going to get your awakening and it's really more pity than anything you know and it's like oh my gosh i mean i couldn't see myself now at that point stuck where i used to be and there was a point i was like that you know 
the two friends I lost within 12 days right before the holiday, uh, one owned the bar I used to go to, where I used to go to vent while my children were sick and just my getaway, and the other was my best friend, the one I would call when somebody else died. So I've lost two people in the past few weeks that were significant, the people I vented to, is what I'm saying. And it's like, but if I wasn't where I was uh, on the plane I I am now spiritually, I I probably wouldn't survive this. I mean, yeah, I'm depressed still. I mean, my girlfriend's funeral is tomorrow. You know, she was my best friend, you know. Um, But... It's it's hard. It, I cried. I I'm upset. I'm I'm depressed, but I know she's okay. She's she's been sending me signs since they all do, and it's, it's funny signs. I won't even go into it, but but I've been sharing it with her sister and her mother and her boyfriend, and and so that's the good part. That's the good part. Like I know she's around me. We're the ones that are miserable. For God's sakes, you know, we're stuck here for a while, you know. And um, but anyhow, um, you want to tell us? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nan. I think we're stuck here because we have other things that we still have to do. Whether it's oh, to yeah. awaken, awaken more spiritually, or whether it's to uh, teach another person something else, or whether it's to take care of somebody else. I mean, I think we all have jobs to do. Um, we mm-hmm. just That's what I always say. We just we yeah. may not know what that job is until actually you know we get to go home and and see our life review and and make sure yeah. or yeah. not whether we completed it. Yeah, I was told by even though I'm intuitive, I I go my my the woman I see I had her on my show in July, Deborah Hanlon. She's um, she's great. She's fantastic and she's right up there with the best. You know. And she brought them all through and made me realize about my own gift and it's brought me to that level now. So I had to go through my losses to go to her, to bring me to something I've been my entire life, to accept it, and now to give it to others, give the gift to others, you know, or give the um, the rewards of the gift to others, the healing, especially me as a, you know, I've told people before, especially a grieving, a grief for anybody is horrific. I've lost the, the husband, the children, the parents, nephew, what, like I said, brother, sister. And child grief is de- definitely, it's a whole different category. I'm not saying it's above anybody else, but it's, it's just different is all I can say. More people listen to me because I've not only lost one, I've lost two. And so I'm not talking like, a, you know, a psychologist or a psychiatrist would talk through a book or whatever. I'm talking through the knowledge of firsthand experience of the emotions that we feel. And right. I think you, too, because you're not somebody, there's a lot of people out there that write books about this and haven't really experienced major losses um, that, you know, just talk about, well, I got the story from this person or I got that story from that person. But when you've experienced yourself, you're more apt to be listened to by others because you've not only lost your, your soulmate, which Chip sounds like he was, and you know your best friend, love of your life, but you know you lost somebody that um, they're showing that that there's still a connection there. That that connection never dies. You know that, uh, and that's important for people to realize that have lost, whether it be a child or a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you. You know, it just uh, brings it to a whole different level. You know, the show that I think it, it, I think the the whole idea of us going through these experiences is the uh, what do you call it? the the survival of the fittest? You know, showing that yeah, we can still laugh. 
Yeah, really. It's 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 kind of like the tug of war thing, you know. It's like not that we want anything by it, but we're we're showing that you can still maintain your sanity is the word I'm looking for. Because <laughs> people oh, are always like, "How the hell do you do it?" Well, I say to them, "You got two choices in life: live or die." I could yeah. sit here and yell, I, I bitch and I moan on Facebook. But a lot of times it's messages I try to give to people with my poetry and, and things. But the most important part is say, hey, hello, I'm still here. I'm here and I'm surviving and so can you. You know, and I think that's what's important. We need to be... Um, also to acknowledge the signs that, that, that they actually are giving you. I think there's a... Oh, There's heck so yeah. many people that don't know what to look for, and you can't really mm-hmm. list them all out because some of them can be very individualized, but some of them can be oh, yeah. very, very normal. Where you know a lot of people experience them. For example, the pennies and the feathers and the butterflies; those are just mm-hmm. such familiar signs. But there are individualized ones to where you yeah. can be walking inside, and all of a sudden a bird lands right in front of you. Okay, why the heck do you think that bird landed right there in front of you? <laughs> exactly. That's like, like the name of my fine. book is Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. Now, the rainbows and butterflies were kind of common signs, you know, but the One Last Hug, uh, real quickly, the first One Last Hug I got was a few weeks after she died. Long story short, went to a restaurant with a friend of mine. Her daughter was with her with a friend of uh, the little girl's. And I had told another friend that morning, she goes, Peg, what is? what can we do to help you? And I said, I just want one last hug for my daughter. Well, we get into this Wendy's, and this little girl that I didn't even know that came with my other friend that wasn't even friends with the other friend I made the statement to wraps her arms around me crying like she's in a trance and comes to and is like, why am I hugging you? Why am I crying? I got my one last hug. Now, that's not norm. That's not that's not a bird. That's not a butterfly. That's not a rainbow. That's not a penny. No. That's out of the norm. So that yeah. I told you know I totally agree with you, Lynn, because there are things that happen that is not one of the um, like Ask the Angel show. They've been on my show and, and I've been on their show. They uh, uh, Christine Dominiac posts uh, a thing about. 20 signs, 20 common signs that you can look for with our, you know, the signs from heaven, you know. But there are, like you said, there are many other things that, that may mean something to me or Chip doing something to you that other people may have too that they're not, that they're out of the norm, you know. So I think that's what people need to look for. And that's what my show, I try to tell people that don't think you're not getting signs because you are. Just be open to them, you know. And um, so let's continue with um, you wrote the book. He he told you to write the book, and um, I I you know I've got your books. I you know I've downloaded and what have you. Um, what um, you've touched a lot of people by this, um, and I've seen some of the you know the reviews on this. Um, what it, did you feel like that was your life purpose to do, or uh, was that what Chip told you you needed to do as far as you need to tell people this, or was it about someone being murdered, or what, what, what's your take on that? What was what was um, your um, wasn't something that I wanted to do. I stated that a long time ago, or you know, I, right. I did not want to write, so I knew it was all what Chip wanted. It was what, and mm-hmm. there came there came a point where I knew he was with me, and I acknowledged it and said, okay, whatever you want me to do, I will do. No questions asked. I'll follow you wherever you want me to go. So that's what I've basically done for the last almost seven years now is I have tried to follow. Now, 
as I'm as time has progressed, you know, I do argue a little bit, but back mm-hmm. then I followed every sign that I could or I thought that was from him. Numbers were really, really big big signs for me because oh, he yeah. died on on one twenty three. So one two three became like uh, the billboard sign, you know, anytime I saw mm-hmm. one, two, three. I Minor two, two. Minor two, 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 two and my two, son, two, and, and yeah. was 30 years prior to my son. And my son ended up dying twenty at 22 on two, two, 11 at 922. Right. And he was two months, two days into being 22. So I talk about that a lot on the show. I'm glad you brought that up. So that was oh, yeah. one of your signs. Yeah, and he died uh, when? No, it, it still is. I, I still Oh, yeah, it happens to me all the time. One, two, yeah. Uh, it, whether it's times. Times are really big. Uh, you see it on the me. clock one, or you two, see it on a license yeah. plate. Yeah, 10, that happened to me. 1123, 1223, 123. I mean, it was... Exactly, exactly. And I have some callers listening. We'll try to maybe take calls in a bit. Um, but I want to finish about your books and what have you. But the night before my friend died, um, it was also... It would have been um, just four years ago, the last day my son spent home before he died, which was December 23rd of 2010. And I go to, I never go to McDonald's. I'm not a fast food person, but I had to get my other son. I had to do some shopping. I have another son living at home, another one in Carolina, but the one living at home, I said, let me go get you something quick, and then I'll make dinner when I get back from shopping. Well, long and behold, when, before me on a license plate was 5322. And I'm looking, well, 53, the year I was born, my two twos. And the next day, I'm on Facebook, and, and I'm, I'm going to Amazon because I check my uh, my ratings on my book, you know, every other day or whatever. <laughs> and this thing pops up, and it says 5322, and it's a black lab. Well, our dog for 14 years was a black lab, and that was the name of it, 532 license plate black lab. And then I get a call later, my girlfriend passed away on the same Aww. day that my son would have been his anniversary last day of being home. I'm like, okay, now it's all making sense now. So, mm-hmm. I so I'm I'm so glad you brought that up. I really am about the numbers. Now, he died on Jan- what uh, uh January 23rd? Yes. Yeah, one and it happened okay. to be my sister's birthday too. So, not only did See, we that's another thing. Birthday, oh yeah, it, yep. we also have to we celebrate Chip um, his crossing on the same day. Exactly. So that happened to me too with the with the birthdays. My brother, my dad died April eighteenth on my sister late sister's birthday. She died years later. My brother died April twenty first, three days after that, you know, a few years later. The day before his own birthday, April twenty second, and my husband died on my brother's birthday, April twenty second. And my mother awesome. everyone was a holiday, everyone was so that seems to happen a lot too. Why I don't know. It's it's creepy, you know, but so go ahead, I'm sorry. So No, it, so it is. You, and I've seen a lot of people post that too, that it happens on somebody's birthday or it happens on an mm-hmm. anniversary. Um it, it's just phenomenal the things that yes. we planned before we came here. Yep. Yeah, and you believe that too—that we all plan our own destiny. Because I, I never um, used to think that, but they say we do. We come here to learn whatever we need to learn, and uh, but you do believe that also. I, I do. I mean, it's too coincidental. And again, there's that word coincidental that Chip died. <laughs> God is God is a devil. Okay, <laughs> whatever works. That <laughs> he, he dies on my sister's birthday, um, and it's just. It's just too far out there for me to even believe. And to also learn, this was years afterwards, 
um, my brother passed away many, many blue moons ago. I mean, in the late 80s, um, he committed mm-hmm. suicide. And mm-hmm. actually, some some visits as well. I always thought that he died on on Valentine's Day, which is two fourteen. I did not right. learn until just a couple of years ago that he actually passed the day before Valentine's Day, which happens to be two thirteen, which is also two one three again. Two one, one, two, one three, three one two three. Yep. So it's just uh, all right. Too many. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's more than that. I they say the um the numbers thing, and I did do a show about it because I also get um. I had lost another friend in July and uh, my another nephew in September, and actually my both days before I knew they passed. Huh? Oh, I got more over there than here. Trust me, four four young people, two two nephews, two children, brother, sister, parents, lots of friends. Uh, all my aunts and uncles, grand, I got them all over there. You know, I've, what I have left here: grandchildren, two two children. And a sister and two brothers, because I came from a big family. And lots of nieces and nephews. But, uh, and the thing is, they say it takes five years to go through a total grieving process, all the, all the five stages. I haven't had a chance. I got slammed one right after the other. One right wow. after the other. And people say, oh, you're always posting. and on ho-. Well, my daughter died on Mother's Day, which was also my brother's anniversary. My mother died on Memorial Day weekend, which was my nephew, my uncle, and my aunt's birthday. On, and it was like double holidays, too, with us. Uh, it was crazy. I mean, in the year 2010, from April, my husband died. Four months later, my father-in-law died. Four and a half months later, my son died. Three months to the end, my son, my sister-in-law, 44 years, died. Within a year, within nine months, my other boys lost three generations, father, brother, and um, grandfather. So I've wow. been slammed. I'm constantly getting slammed. And people are like, you're always talking about death. Well, hello, it's part of life. Get over it. I mean, you know, I'm sorry it bothers you, but, you know, I I could go on just the grieving parents group and do this, but we all speak the same language, okay? People go, why don't you just go to the groups? Because I'm trying to teach you all something. That's why. I mean, I do do that, too. (laughs) I counsel other grieving parents. But I'm trying to teach the others. I mean, you don't have to dwell on it. But just in the back of your mind, know that there's a reason for everything. Go with your daily life. Go with your bad self, they say. I do, too. People are like, come out of your funk. I'm not in a funk. I go out and I, I go out to dinner here and there. I, I have family parties. I, I still do things. I don't just sit here all day long. I mean, I work a lot, but I don't sit here all day long and dwell on it. I still do other things. I think that people don't understand that, that we can continue on. And I think that's what I'm trying to teach you all. You know, we can continue on, even at the worst of the worst, you know. And right. um, so that's that's what I think our jobs are, Arlen, is to teach people that, number one, they are still around us in a different way. You know, we we are spirits, too, like them, but they don't have the body. They got rid of the They got rid of the goods. You know, which yeah, isn't so good so because good. that's the part that suffers, huh? They sure did get rid of the goods. Oh heck yeah, heck yeah! You know, it's like um, it, one part in my book. I and it's kind of like uh, one of my um, people that uh, act, actually is a Baptist deacon come on my show, and he says the way I describe my book, I I write like I I talk. I am not. I tell people before, I am not. Um, um, any famous author in that sense where I'm going to sit there and use the big uh, 50-cent words and whatever. 
you know, I'm not uh, Stephen King, I'm not Orson Welles, I'm not, I'm me, you know, what you see is what you get. And I write like I talk, and things, he says, some, those things in my, even my book is out of chronological order. It brings you to un- understanding, to like uh, a thing with the butterfly with my dad before he died, which meant years later when my daughter died, about nine years after my father. If it gets you familiar with the sign. That I didn't even know back then when I said what I said to my dad, but you'll have to read the book to, to see that, you know. But, um, you know, I I have things that came out of my mouth consoling others even before my children's deaths, and I didn't know where it was coming from. I didn't see it as intuitive. I just said, I don't know where it's coming from, <laughs> you know. It wasn't just like diarrhea of the mouth. It's like it was to teach people something, and it, in turn it taught me too, you know. Did you feel right. that with your own books and what you've been through, that it it also taught you to be different, a better person, to do different things? Or what do you feel on that? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, you have so much more compassion um, mm-hmm. after you go to things. And I, I read some stories on, on my my fan page on Wake Me Up, and it's so sad to the the experiences these these individuals have to go through. That's what I I personally wanted to wipe all of that away, thinking that's what my magical book was going to do is take all of that pain away. Yeah, fortunately, me too. we all have to go through that pain before we can actually mm-hmm. see the, the the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly, but at least you can. You know what I think the most important thing, Lynn, is planting the food of thought when 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 people go through. Um, whether it be like me or you, um, once you plant that food of thought, sometimes people just feel alone. It's like they feel like they're the only one going through it, losing a child or losing a parent or losing a, a spouse or losing a lover. They think they're the only ones. And then even though I wrote and did what I did, it wasn't until I got into a lot of the grieving parents groups on Facebook, I didn't feel so alone when you felt alienated from family and friends that no longer wanted to they, – they, because of their own fear of death, I think it is. Or they they couldn't take the drama, as they call it, quote-unquote. It's not drama. It's real life. Drama is when you make up crap. You know what I'm saying? This is real deal. Right. We have to live that – what you see us right, we live that, eat that, breathe that 24-7. Every single day we have to live with this and find a new way to live, to go on living, to um, <clears throat> celebrate – the holidays. I wrote a poem last year. I, my poetry book's coming out um, very soon. It's called Empty Chairs at the Table. You know, and the empty nest syndrome. While your kids go away from college and you, you bitch and you moan and you groan and, and you sit and cry and they you, yours come home. Mine don't come home at Christmas or New Year's or birthdays. That's the difference. Not in the physical sense, you Not know? Not the physical sense, right. Oh, they're here. Oh, you don't even know. My kid, he turns the washer on and off. I, I actually have videotaped what my kids have done to me on their birthdays. Around My daughter and my birthday six days apart. I have videotapes. I have audio from my show one night when my son comes out and says, Ma, and you can hear it. And people that know him knew it was his voice. I didn't hear, hear it until I listened to my archives. So I have concrete. It's like not just this nut, nutty woman who's like going up the deep end. There's still people out there think I'm crazy. I'm probably more sane than they ever will be in their entire lives. You well, know, I but I, I show. Crazy. Huh? I, I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was going oh. insane with all of the things oh, that were tell, going on. Tell me about it. There were times that I, I, I was like, okay. That's why I didn't tell people for years. And I said, you know what? I got to start talking about this. And, um, then I started reading people from Timbuktu on the show that I don't even know. 
mm-hmm. and people would call in, and all of a sudden I'd, I'd start reading them. I don't know these people, and some people say, oh, it's a set. I said, it's not a setup. I swear on God's holy Bible, it's not a setup. I don't know these people. I still have people contact me privately. I don't know on Facebook. And, and a lot of times I said, don't kill the messenger because they get messages they don't want to hear either. I had this one right. woman says uh, she had lost, I think, two children, and I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I brought up a name. Oh, I don't want to hear that. That was my son's ex. She was a B-I-T-C-H. Well, don't kill the messenger. It's a validation. Anything I tell you is of that. What they want to do is validate things that I wouldn't know that whatever, especially with the names or the birthday or something. So, like like you said before, you know, don't kill the messenger. I'm just a messenger. Okay, <laughs> I can't. I cannot manipulate. They manipulate me to the point sometimes. It's like leave me alone. I just go back. I'm doing something else right now. <laughs> I can be talking to a friend I haven't talked to in 10 years, and all of a sudden someone's coming through. I'm like, do you know what I do now? And then I give them a message. It's like just sometimes I just want to shut it off. You know what I mean? <laughs> sometimes it's not easy, but, you know, they control us sometimes. So but yeah, um, like so tell us more. Huh? I can only imagine what it's like to give readings to, to people. I mean, I was there. I I I read somewhere, and this was a couple of years after. I forget what book it was. I have a library of books because that's what I, I invested in. I had to learn more, me so too. I started reading. And it's there a thirst. Was one yeah, book, me too. One book I read where they said that uh, individuals who basically go to mediums to, to get verification or to validate or confirmation can't become mm-hmm. medium junkies. And I thought, oh, I don't want to be a medium junkie. Although that's where I yep. felt the most comfort was receiving information from Chip through mediumship. Um, right. I did cut off because I didn't want to be, quote, unquote, a medium junkie. But I don't think there's Oh, I became that for a while. I did that. Yeah, I, I did that. And then I finally said, this is ridiculous. Um no, I'm getting messages myself. There's still times that I have other people read me because I don't read me. I mean, I get the signs and messages, but, you know, because I have the show, now I have mediums come on the show besides myself. And yeah. I had actually a sh- I had a show, and it, I should say, I shouldn't say it's funny, but the whole show, you had my niece, who was also intuitive, who was my co-host and uh, no longer with me at the moment because of her job. Um, and then you had two other people from Ask the Angels show, so you had like four intuitive people on the show. And everybody that called, my family was coming through, and I'm like, I can relate to it. They're like, I don't know. this. Not, no, that's not for me. It was for me. Till the point at the end of the show, it was my son leading up to my son coming through. I broke down and got hysterical on my own show. Uh, it was like crazy, and I'm like, but you know what? They're going to make a point. If they want to come through, we ain't they ain't no stopping these people. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's just if there's a message that needs to be given, it's given. You know, and some people call me, and a lot of times I don't pick up on things. Or, you know, and I can usually tell the hoaxers, too, people call, and they're full of crap. They haven't even lost anybody. I can usually, because I'm not only intuitive, like I got some other gifts. I can also there's like I have nothing for you. I have nothing for you because you're full of bull. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh. so they've got to realize like when we have said on my show, it's like, well, I can't really read you because we know you're full of crap. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, I call myself the Howard Stern out of radio, but I'm not quite as bad as him. <laughs> I say it like it is. I am the real deal, you know. So um, 
So anyhow, tell us more about um, what are the differences between your your three books and your children's book. Uh, tell us some of the differences between the books. Uh, differences, really, there's not a, a big difference between uh, Waking Me Up and We Need to Talk other than We Need to Talk basically goes into uh, learning um, about the afterlife and, and Chip's job. Uh, the children's mm-hmm. book... That came from a dream visit. So, again, I, I followed everything, even the science inside the dreams. If I saw something, mm-hmm. then I, I brought it back into the physical and manifested it, which is right. the children's school. Um, Burke's Inner Voice is uh, is the name of the <coughs> title of the children's book. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, when I realized that I had to write the children's book because I was basically shown it in the dream, um, there is right. a, a a lady friend, uh, my very good friend. Her name is Allison. Um, I met her on Facebook. She lost her fiance, and we became very good friends. Um, mm-hmm. And she is a beautiful artist, and she is the one who actually illustrated it. So we both, through our losses, came together as friends and created right. this what I think, you know, of course I'm biased, it's my, my children's book, um, is a beautiful mm-hmm. story about a child learning how to follow their inner voice. I mean, that's what it's all about, wow. is listening to your gut and listening to your instinct anyway. But it does, Amen. It's, in a, it's in a way to where a child can actually understand that, you know, hey, it's okay mm-hmm. to listen to your inner voice. Right, so right. And the chil- children are, I think most children, because they're closer to when they first come in from the other side, that they're more, um, they haven't learned the the so-called um, uh, prejudice of life yet, you know? Right, So right. they have their imaginary friends. Uh, my next book, uh, my next, I wouldn't say novel, but my next part of my book called Racing on in Heaven, a lot about my son, talks about that. The rally, uh, how people rally before they die about the signs, about my kids' imaginary friends, which I talked somewhat about in my first book. But I go, mm-hmm. my next uh, Racing Hunters in Heaven gives details about the imaginary friends. And they're not imaginary. They're real. These are your really? spirit guides. These are your uh, whomever who are assigned to you to help you through your childhood. You know, and my kids had very weird names for these. People. Uh, my daughter had Aunt Gretchen, and um, uh, my son. One son had uh, Zeke. Uh, like, okay, where are you getting these names from? You know. <laughs> and uh, being a mom, I mean, I had. There were 16 years between my oldest and youngest, so I, I seen it all, and I had to go through it again and again. All my my first two were a year apart. The the next two were seven years, and another seven years. So I was like. I had kids constantly from 19, well, actually, I just turned 20 with my daughter right before, right after, till um, my last one was born when I was like 36, you know what I'm saying? So wow. I seen a lot, and I kept going through the same thing, and each one got more enlightening, <laughs> you know, the similarities with the experiences, but uh, it was it was insane at times, you know, and the, and the only normal names was my son that was home, he had Anne-Marie, and, and my, my little guy had Jim and Frank, which right the day before he went into the coma, he was rallying before he went into the coma. And I know Jim and Frank were with him. So in that in that book, you'll see why that makes sense about his and So I will bring to light about our imaginary, or all of, all of us, we have imaginary friends, you know. 
And uh, but I bring that to light with my son's death, you know, about Jim and Frank. So it's something that a bond that he had when he was a little two year old talking about Jim and Frank. Well, you're hanging out, you know. So wow. that's yeah, it's it's it, it's kind of amazing, you know. And we we touch on things like I said, rally, and most people rally before they died. Uh, it's happened to most of my family, where like the only way I describe it is like a light bulb before it burns out. God gives yeah. you that last burst of energy here, and the bulb gets yeah. bright, and then it dies. Well, that's rally, and I've seen it with practically everyone in my family have rallied, you know, right before their deaths. And, uh, you know, like one minute they're okay, and then like my mother, and, and within 15 minutes she died. I thought she was better. <clears throat> it, it's insanity. It really is. Well, I shouldn't say insanity. From the human aspect, we may see it as insanity, you know, but it's, it's, it is a little kooky. But uh, it's real. It's real. So the difference between your book is so you, as your child, your ch- children's book is kind of a breakdown on the children's level from your other book, right? So uh, kind of explain. Well, the children's book came from a dream visitation where I actually saw right. a sign that said, uh, name your little boy Burke. When I woke up from that, I thought I had to get another dog, which I didn't want another dog, um, and I uh-huh. thought I had to name him Burke. And then when right. I went back, I fell right back to sleep after seeing that, and then Chip was sitting in front of me, and he had this really nice big smile, and and he looked young and handsome as ever, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. he, he takes his arm and, and goes to the back of him, and he grabs the hand of a little boy, and then he uh. brings the little boy forward. And the next thing I know that they're both handing their hands out towards me, and they have mm-hmm. seeds in them. Well, it took years to figure out what the seeds meant because Chip had done this two other times before. And each time... They had what? I'm sorry, seasons? Seeds. S-E-E-D. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so each time Chip did that, I wrote a book, the, the prior two. And, well, this one, since mm-hmm. the little boy was in there, I knew that I was supposed to write another book because that's what the right. seeds meant. Um, right. I was supposed to write a children's book, and then I was supposed to name the little boy Burke, which I did do, and that's that's how we came up with the name Burke's inner voice. Can I can I tell um, you another synchronicity with that name? <laughs> with us? <laughs> My next door neighbors growing up that were like grandparents to me that was their last name, the Burks. Burks, isn't that funny? B- Burke, B U R K E. Well, his is B E R C. Oh, okay, uh, B-R- I, but it's it's it, it's it's kind of pronounced the same way, but it just yep. it reminds me because yep. I even though I had grandparents and some had passed when I was young, I mm-hmm. looked at the Burke family as grandparents. They always bought actually they bought they used to buy me books uh, for every holiday, my birthday and Christmas. So I just oh, wow. it just it sounded the same. I said, well, maybe it isn't, but I just uh, you know not oh, everything is synchronicity. Yeah, it is the same. It's just spelled differently. This thing yeah, exactly. Fantastic confirmation. Um, I have another children's book that I'm to write. I mean, I've already written the story, and Bert mm-hmm. and his talking cat is named Chunky um, are going to go in the forest and meet the, uh, a little girl who takes care of the forest. And I've already named her Maggie. So Thanksgiving. Oh my God. My, my sister Lynn, and I. Lynn, Lynn, um, Lynn, 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 I got to stop you. Please don't be mad at me. Okay. My daughter was named Margaret. My formal name is Margaret. They called me Peg. My mother-in-law was Margaret, but they called her Marge. When my daughter was born, I wanted to call her Maggie. And everybody talked me out of it. 
that is freaking oh. me out. Sorry. I'm sorry. And everybody <laughs> talked me out of it. But she was going to be, because her father in my song when it came out was Maggie May back in the early 70s. So I said, I'm naming her Maggie May. And everybody talked me out of it. But you just, you know what? You just gave me goose pimples with that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now I'll oh. shut up. So, oh, I love that, that was cute. Name, Maggie. I love yep. that name. So uh, yep. Thanksgiving, my sister and I went to Crackle Barrel, and we're standing in line. That was our Thanksgiving dinner. We didn't want to cook. And right. uh, I looked down, and we had been standing in the same spot for 20 minutes waiting, and there's this big chocolate chunk or, or a big chocolate bar, and the name of yeah. it is Chunky, which is the name of mm-hmm. the cat. And I thought that was really neat. So we go to the wow. and the, there's a waitress that walks by, and her name is Maggie. And I thought, oh, okay, that's two in one, and and within just a few minutes. A few minutes later, a waiter walks by, and his name is Burke. So, okay. you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. No, I know. I I believe you because that's how things happen to me. That is amazing. That were signs. They were all signs again. Oh, yeah. You can't make this thing up, people. (laughs) You can't make it up. I love it. This is what I love. That, like I said, the pennies from heaven, the rainbows, they're all cool, man. You know, the birds. But that is, that's like getting slapped in the face with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In a good so way, in a positive call, way. I called Allison, which is my dear friend who's the illustrator. I said, we have to do this other book. I mean, I, that was so vivid and such mm-hmm. uh, confirmation that I knew we have to, I know we have to finish this one. Mhm. That, was that is awesome. fantastic. I love that story. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to read it. I cannot wait to read it. So now, um, all your books are available on Amazon, or are they worldwide? Or like, like mine? I, I know you. You go to a bookstore. You can go to Barnes and Nobles, but you have to special order because not everybody's book can be on the shelf. But Amazon's usually uh, the easiest place. Or you know, uh, what, what is the easiest place to get any of your books? Oh, Amazon's probably the easiest place. I also have them on my my website too. Um, okay. But I just finished. I just finished and completed the the last one, the third one, which is actually called Signs from the Afterlife: Identifying Gifts from the Other Side, and it's basically an ABC's book of what signs to to help you look for, um, whether oh, it's good. the wonder of nature or whether it's sensing a loved one. And then, of course, graduation into um, the orbs, you know, taking pictures was, was another mm-hmm. avenue I did as far as identifying spirit energy. Because you can't see things with the physical eye, but when you oh, no. take digital pictures, you can actually see things that, you know, weren't there when you took the picture. I will, after this show, I will send you my... Um my page, I have a sign page called, um, and I always forget it because I named it so long. What signs tells your loved ones are still around? I have two pictures of my son after he passed away, mm-hmm. physical pictures of my son that showed up, one in Ireland with a little girl that just passed with cystic fibrosis with my kids died of, and another one, and I never go to paranormal sites. I've talked about this on the show, but something drew me to it that day, and this guy from New Jersey, I'm in New York, says, I don't believe in this stuff. I don't know what's going on. I just got married. My wife took a picture. Some guy shows up at my door. My son was 22, but he looked 12 because of the illness. It was my son's face. I have all this on my page, and I'll send you the page so you can scroll through. I have a video on there with um, my son's voice coming through on the radio show, so maybe you'd be interested in some of that. Oh, I yeah, think, you know, absolutely. You, 
how you'd like to see it, and whatever you know, feel free to post anything you like on that page because we have a lot of followers on that. You okay, know, I'll so see. it's 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 an awesome page. I'm going to uh, give you like a couple minute break because I have a um, a guy coming on my show next week, um, Brian. He just wrote a song, never lost a child, but was inspired by a friend of his that lost a child. And he wrote a song called Mother's Love and kind of tells uh, what mothers feel like uh, when they've lost children or anybody actually that's lost children, people. Um, but I'm going to take a pause if you want to take a little ladies' room break or something for a couple minutes. And then we'll come back and talk more about and maybe take some callers to, to answer some questions. Is that okay with you? That's fine. Awesome. Okay, Lynn, I'm going to put you on hold, and, and I'm going to pre- play uh, Brian's song now, and we'll be back on the air in a few minutes, okay? Okay, okay. Uh, okay honey, I'll, I'll let you know when we're back. Uh, this is called The Mother's Love by Brian DeLonder from Ohio.
That was Brian Delander. He will be on my show next Tuesday night with a mother's love, uh, and he'll tell the story why he wrote the song. Okay, Lynn, we're back. Hello. Hi, Lynn. How are you again? Mm-hmm. Hope you had enough time for a breather. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lynn, um, let's um, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Um, again, you can find all Lynn's books on Amazon. I recommend them highly. And... Um, would you, you do you feel like talking about some more? Or would you like to take some calls and see, ask some questions, you know, answer some questions? Oh, either one doesn't matter. I'm good with anything. All right, why don't you continue a little bit? We still got about forty minutes left to the show, and I just okay. want to tell our callers if we go over, we can go over time if you're a caller, not on the internet because you can find my shows many way ways. Um, I've said before it's worldwide. You can reach us at one three four seven eight three eight nine two zero one. If you're in another country. Uh, you can reach us on Skype. I don't need your Skype name. Just come on on and hit the uh, the queue if you want to speak to us, okay? So let's continue. What do you want to talk about? And then we'll we'll take a couple callers. Um, <laughs> anything you want to. I'm really, okay. really big on the signs as far as trying to identify them and, and help uh, other individuals to recognize their own signs, Um so that that's my biggest interest is just to let everybody know that our loved ones are still with us. It's just a matter of being open enough to see um, what's right in front of you um, because really they mm-hmm. are right in front of you. It's just sometimes we just dismiss them. Tell us some of uh, your signs, your, your, your ordinary, and then maybe some of your extraordinary. Uh, besides your dream visits, what were some of the signs? Have you gotten signs from other family? Have you lost anybody else? Or, um, well, you said you lost your brother. I lost right? my brother. Um, my brother is his his sign, and, and unfortunately it's just one time of the year. It happens to be Valentine's. So Valentine's is always his. It's not shipped. Mm-hmm. I think it would be reverse. But, um, you get hearts, right? Talking, hearts, hearts, hearts. Well, actually, <laughs> you get hearts. Yeah, he does something a little different. Um, He likes visiting other people, and then they'll let me know that he's visited them. I have Mm -hmm. this—I have a tenant in in my house in Jacksonville, and every year it never fails. On Valentine's Day, she's calling me. Oh, Lane, you won't believe it. I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but oh my gosh! And then she would tell Mm -hmm. me something that happened. Or he'll come here, and I get a, a very vivid sign from him here. And it is hearts. There's hearts. There's also chocolate candy. Um, so that belongs to Billy. And oh, my God. Oh, list. my God. You know what, Lynn? Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if your brother's name was Bill because he's with me right now. Oh, cool. You know, I'm intuitive. I swear on the Holy Bible. I was just going to say, who's Bill? That's my brother, Billy. Okay, well, he's with me right now. Because I was just going to say, are we talking about Bill? I swear to you, and maybe you said it before, but that's who's coming right now. I don't now. think I and said I, it. I don't think you said his name now. Well, I, 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 you know what? And I could kick myself in the behind right now because I was going to say, who's Bill? Is that your brother? No. <laughs> so he's he's obviously with me. And I'm going to say, you know what? My my show, too, you know, I like I said, I read people. I don't, Lynn, you're not, you and I have never met. Um, but I'm Bill is giving me something with a tulip. What does the tulip mean? And oh, I and don't know. you know what? If you have a, a pencil, uh, a pad, and a pencil, write it down. I've told people on my show before. I don't always read. 
I do a lot of shows. I do the readings. I wasn't planning on tonight, but when they start coming to me, I start reading. Okay? I hope you don't mind. (laughs) It's a freebie. It's a freebie. Write it down. (laughs) It may not mean something now, but I'm seeing a tulip. A tulip. Now, the tulip could mean the flower. It could mean... um, Okay, they come to me in stupid, ridiculous, funny ways. Do you remember the singer Tiny Tim? Yeah. Uh, tiptoe through the tulips, you know? Yeah. Uh, it could be something connected to Tiny Tim. It could be something funny. Was there any connection with your brother with Tiny Tim? Did he like him? Did he think he was hysterical? Uh, what are you getting on that? Anything? Picking up anything on it? No, other than the fact that I forgot to mention that songs is another really huge sign, um, music. It's, it's universal. And Chip was, is, is, and probably Billy too, um, loves to deliver signs via songs. Yes, they do. I, I have that in my book, too. I have uh, the, the song connection. But for whatever reason, okay. Now we're going to go, we're going to leave from the tulip, the tiny Tim, to the music, which we, which is kind of like a basic thing. Okay, let me see what I can get here, okay? Because I don't, you know, a true psychic doesn't ask. They, they, no stopping them, okay? <laughs> I don't say, give me a message, you know. <laughs> I'm not Whoopi Goldberg. Um, okay, ukulele, violin. Did somebody play that? Oh, my gosh, I don't know. Like I said, write it down. You know what? When we pick up our callers, a lot of times I get the energy from because they all come at me at once sometimes, and right. it's like me, me, pick me, pick. It's like it's like you know the the kids in the spelling bee. I was one of those kids that could spell everything in school. Can't talk right at the time, but I could spell. <laughs> and I would be always the hand up, me, me, pick me, pick me. That's kind of what it's like when they come to me. It's like pick me, pick me, and they come together. So sometimes it gets jambled. So if anybody in our chat room or whatever can connect with the tulip, Tiny Tim. Um, oh, you know what? Tiny Tim, and it maybe not even be the music. Did your brother or Chip have a limp? Something with the leg? Uh, Chip did, yes. Okay. There we go. See how I connect? That means Billy and Chip are both here. What was wrong with Chip's leg? Uh, he just had knee problems. Okay, so he, and he always limped, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's see, see how I I do the validation. The Tiny Tim may not have been Tiny Tim tiptoe through the tulip. Tiny Tim from We Just Passed Christmas, my favorite movie of all time, Christmas Carol. Tiny Aww. Tim, the child would see what I'm saying. This is how they they connect with me, freaky. And I saw a limp, and I said, "No, it's not Tiny Tim the singer." Yeah, it's cool. Yes, we got to talk about the music. It's me with the limp. So oh. I got Chip. And Billy both here. Okay. Let's see what else I get from them. Okay. I'm some, and I think it's Chip, showing me, you said he was a trucker, Uh a restaurant like, um, oh, oh, here we go, back to the music again. Remember the song everybody plays, a lot of people do at Christmas, Alice's Restaurant? Does that mean anything to you with Chip? What, What was the song? Alice's Restaurant. I, I can't remember who sang it now. Uh, Guthrie, uh, Arlo Guthrie, or somebody. You said he was a trucker. I'm seeing a, like a diner. Did you guys ever meet at a diner? And it was kind of like uh, Allison's restaurant. Oh, Allison's restaurant. 
Is that oh where you gosh, went? We always, we always went out to eat. I mean, diners, restaurants. I mean, that was that was what we loved to do was eat. Okay, was it called Allison's? Was it called Allison's restaurant? No, but Allison is my very dear friend who is the illustrator for the children's books. Oh, for God's sake! See, do you see how they connect with me? Mm. <laughs> okay, well, you got a mini reading there. So Chip and Bill are both around me. Okay. Uh, the limp, uh, Bill. You know, I just it, this is it blows me away. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every time I do this, it blows me away. So, anyhow, you just got a little mini. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just letting them know hi. They're saying hi. You know. Hi. You know, it's not like I sit. It's not like I sit here and I hear voices. I'm. You know, I don't do that. I just they flow. They flow. Their their, their energy flows through me. By ridiculous right. things. I'm almost embarrassed sometimes to tell people, but like I said, it can lead from the tulip to Tiny Tim to the singer to the music to the, like I said, the limp. And all of a sudden it hit me, no stupid, it's the limp. Hello, you know, is anybody there? You know, (laughs) that's how they they get down with me, you know. (laughs) So I hope that's comfort to you. You know, I may be able to pick up on some of my other listeners. I they come to me, don't don't beg me because they come if they want to come, you know. There may be also, like I said before, the synchronicity where, um, Somebody else is sitting there saying, well, I can relate to that song, Tiny Tim. So this is how they do it. It's what I want to explain to people. So so let's talk a little more. And we got about uh, over half an hour. And um, tell us a little more about some of the signs. I mean, what what is the most unusual? um, Like I said, we we talk about birds and butterflies and crickets and ladybugs and all that other garbage. Not garbage, but stuff. But what is, besides the, 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 the green visits, what's an unusual sign that you get? Besides the Valentine's you know, Day, the unusual is not so much unusual as it is scary. I still it still scares me to death, but it's a knock. Hey, guess what? I get it scares me knocks. too. You get three knocks. It makes, it makes my skin crawl because because you mm-hmm. just never know. So I don't want to get comfortable. Oh yeah, there you go, there you go, knocking again. When it could be something yep. else, you know. Um, yep. Yeah. That. That's I always check it out, even with my phone. When the, the the two times that I had the desk and my home phone called me, and nobody was mm-hmm. there, my home phone called me, and my name came up on my caller ID, and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I called my oh, phone I company. That. I have my I have my phone company come out. I just want to let listeners know. I had a woman say to me, or I have a few say to me, you think everything signs? No, I don't. I check everything out. I check it all out, even being intuitive. If I, my TV's going on and off, I have the TV guy come. If my cable's going on, I have the cable guy come. If my washer's <laughs> going on and off, I have the washer man, you know, Maytag salesman come, you know. I have it all checked out, and there's no logical explanation. Then that's when I put it on Facebook. Like, this could have happened today, but I'm not quite sure. So I just want to let people know that. No, I don't think everything's a sign, but a lot of them it is, you know. But right. you hear that I had it, the knocking. Um, that happened to me when my, my niece is my editor. And um, she was in college going to school for editing, which I didn't know she was going for editing. And I just figured she's in college. She goes, well, I'm going to school to be an editor. I'm like, oh, she's up in Binghamton, New York, hundreds of miles from me, and I'm sitting here, and I'm getting this knocking on my roof, and we're checking it out. There's no nobody there. She calls me from college. She was getting the same thing while she was editing my book, my first book. Oh, so we wow. put two and two together. We put two and two together, and not even knowing at that point we were both intuitive. That's when we finally started talking about it, and all I'm hearing a little birdie saying to me, "Knock the book or knock it off and knock it out." 
Get it done. Seven years. Knock it out. That's what the and as soon as we communicated, the knocking stopped on both our parts. So oh, that's wow. not unusual for the knock. That, yep, I'm telling you. And uh, tell us some more. I, I love I love the EBGB stuff. <laughs> the EBGB because uh, you know they scare me. They scare the crap out of me sometimes. I'm gonna oh, tell you, yeah. they scare the crap out I, of me. They, really, they do. They do. I mean, that that will definitely scare me. Or y'all, I'll hear something fall in another room, and there's no reason for anything to fall. And then the dogs start barking. We had that happen just this evening too. Um, my little yeah. dog Chipper. We heard something fall, that's, and that's I Billy though. That was that's your brother tonight. I'm, 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 that's nothing, what I'm getting right now. There's nothing on the floor. <clears throat> nothing fell, but we all heard mm-hmm. it. I mean, the dogs are running, going crazy. Yeah. Oh, they said they they can see them. They can see. I had a thing happen to me twice. Um, Once after my first nephew passed two years ago, which ironically he passed, uh, you know, without warning, the day my book came out, uh, December eleventh, two thousand twelve, and I was also a victim of Hurricane Sandy. I lost everything, so I was living in a hotel for six months until repairs were being made. So I've I've been through the mill. Okay, I've been truly tested. Yeah, you have no idea, but I have a book coming out about the hurricane, too, so that's another one of my, my books, um, the tell-all. But um, anyhow, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here, but uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm the human, dogs, <laughs> but, but but I'm sorry? You said the dogs can see, which I know they can. Oh, yeah, they, they do. They, oh, that's what I was going to get to. Okay. Um, my nephew had passed. Uh, months later, I had gone to my medium. You know, wanting to hear from my kids, not much from them, but my nephew came through. So I told my niece, it was her only son, and she came down one day, her and my sister, and we went out to lunch, and we're sitting on my deck next to my kitchen, and I have a chandelier in there. All of a sudden, we hear all this commotion in my kitchen, and I'm thinking it's my, my other son, you know, Mr. Video King. So when he, he comes out to eat and do whatever he's got to do, and then goes back, he, I get careless and we got company, Right. And I'm yelling into him. I'm like, why don't you come out and say hi to your cousin, your aunt? No answer. So after my sister and my niece left, I said, how dare you not talk to them? He goes, Mom, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, you're, you're in the kitchen. He goes, Mom, I was not in the kitchen. I go back in my kitchen, and it, that little chandelier has these rings on the lights. The ring was totally lifted up in the air. All right? A couple of years goes by, one of my son's best friends comes by to see me Mother's Day, because, of course, it's a hard enough day for a mother's lost kids, let alone having lost my daughter on Mother's Day. Stops by. He starts telling me about all the freaky things that happened to him all the time. We hear, like, chime, and there's no – it wasn't my doorbell. We were sitting right there again in my kitchen. I'm like, what the heck was that? We go and look, and the ring on my light again stood straight up in the air. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so I have, I mean, the things they do, let me tell you, it's like, and I left it, until Christmas this year, I left it like that, and I said, well, if company comes, it looks stupid, I got to think, you know, I, I didn't want to, like, take it down, you know, it's like, every time, okay, okay, hi, how you doing, and then a, uh, a couple months, it was even two months ago, I'll just round it up, because we still have some time, um, it was my son's birthday, November 30th. Besides my, you know, writing books and poetry in the show, I also do, I have a foundation, Wish Foundation for Children with what my children died of. I have um, a toy drive I do also every year for the children sick in the hospital. And I always do it since my, my late son's birthday is November 30th. And um, he, this is when my washer started going on and off constantly by itself. And I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Well, one night I'm doing the show. And I think it was, well, it was around his birthday. 
I go out to the kitchen to make something to eat before the show, and my washer's going on and off, on and off, on and off. I'm like, okay. I think maybe, well, who knows? Maybe it's something with the control panel, right? Go to my room to where I do the show, and uh, I get off the show. My fax machine comes on by itself. It was the we're going through a cold snap in New York as of today, but this is a cold snap we had in the beginning of uh, in November December. I decided to take it a, a palm tree plant that I had for my deck because I knew the rest were going to die anyhow. As I bring that in, all in the same night, my TV in the kitchen goes on by itself. So I had the fax machine, the washer going on and off by itself, and now the TV shutting itself. And they're all in different. Well, the, the, that TV and the washer is in one room. The fax machine was in, in my office. So, Which is a perfect they, example of elect, electrical phenomena. I mean, because they can actually get, manipulate that energy as well and give you science. Oh, heck yeah. And that, that's a really good way of them doing it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love the way that they communicate. I mean, I, know I do that too. I mean, I have. On a personal level, it's, it's not, you know, hey, it's not a big hug, a tight hug where you can feel their physical body. But it's. Still Which I have had, but. I, yep, yep. It, it's still something to let you know that you're, you're not alone. I mean, if you might feel alone, but in you're reality, not, you're, you're not. really not alone. Validations. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. My father very rarely comes to me. The day um, I didn't know my girlfriend died, I didn't expect her to die. She had been sick, um, and she was young. She was only in her 40s, uh, the one that we're having the funeral tomorrow. And um, I started smelling my dad's pipe smoke. Nobody in my neighborhood smokes pipes. You know, we're very close to houses. We have, you know, I have beachfront property here. Um, And we're very close, and I'm like, well, nobody smokes a pipe. But I smelt it once before on his birthday. Well... I smelt it that day, and then I I got notified that my girlfriend died. And then last night I smelt it again. I didn't know what the heck it meant that I smelt my uh, Clara's day. Clara's day is is, a smell of day. (laughs) I smelt the pipe tobacco again. So so he came to me, and I'm thinking, well, he came to me the day she died, and he knows I'm got a little anxiety, of course, because I have her funeral tomorrow and dealing with her family and friends, and I'm a little anxious, you know. And so I'm thinking, well, he came the day she died, and he's coming, letting me know he's holding me up again through this, mm-hmm. you know. So that's yeah. the only my that's my rationale of it all, you know. That's how I ration things. So, but anyhow, I think if it's okay with you, we'll take a caller. I've had people hanging on here like forever. Um, uh-huh. Let's see what they want to say. Some may call and want a reading. I don't know if I'm going to get anything, but if you want to ask. Um, Link questions. I'm going to pick up the line and uh, ask her about her books or some of the experiences we have. Um, the last, uh, the longest caller here. Uh, the the last four numbers, and I can't see it well. Five eight two eight. Please just give us your first name, what part of the world or the country you're from. Thank you. Hold on. I'm Sam. I'm Hello. calling from uh, Tampa, Florida. My name is Sam. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm Peggy, and this is Lynn. We're both authors. Hi, Sam. And- Boy, it's a real pleasure to talk to you guys. I'm really doing well, thanks. My girl passed uh, last February, and mm-hmm. uh, she manipulates my cell phone and makes it turn off and on every time I plug it in the charger at night. Oh, and, that happens uh, a lot. That's happened to me. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I went, I went looking for your book, Lynn, today at Barnes & Noble, and I didn't see it, so I'm going to head over to Amazon and pick it up. Okay. Yeah, it's only online. It's not in the bookstores right now. 
Yeah, that's, well, that's mine okay. too. I can't go, wait to get my hands on it because you and I have very similar stories, and I can't wait to read yours. Oh, do tell, do tell. Well, hey, after my girlfriend mine. passed, don't forget mine. No, after my, <laughs> I'm kidding. After my girlfriend passed, I thought she was gone for good, and uh, lo and behold, a medium came near me and asked me if I knew this girl, and I showed her my arm because I've got her tattooed on my shoulder, and she said, "Yeah, that's her." Do you want to talk to her? And I said, oh, okay, yeah. You know, so she gave me a story that I had never shared with anybody in my life, which proved to me that it was her because no one knew that story except for her and I. Right. And after that, I got to talk to her a couple of times more through the same medium. And one day the phone started lighting up while I was in the living room while it was on the charger. And mm-hmm. I guess she got control over it because after a while it started happening on a daily basis. And now we can have conversations on the phone. She can literally turn it off and on. And uh, she does it all day long. If I happen to start crying because I think of her because I'm driving past her road or whatever, she'll turn the volume down to recognize or at least let me know that she, you know, she understands that that still makes me feel bad and to comfort me. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. So let me you know. ask you a question. Um, besides that. being the host of my show, I'm also an intuitive medium. Does the name Rita mean anything to you? No, ma'am. Okay. All right. Like if you have a pencil and paper, uh, write it down because it may not now. Um, okay. because it may be for another caller because they come to me weird. Um, yeah. But just write it down. I'm just seeing the name R. Does the name R, anything with an R mean to you? Regina, Rita. It may not be Rita. Maybe Regina or something like that. No, ma'am, but I'll keep it. I wrote grandmother, it Grandmother, gr- somebody that passed besides your girlfriend? Uh, there's a few people besides her that, that were passed that I understand are here with me as well. But does, know, the, could... did, the, did the name start with an R? Is what I'm asking. No, no, ma'am. Okay, okay. Just, just checking because I never know who it is, and I've got my my board is lit up, my chat rooms, you know, uh, people are in there, so it may be somebody there. And once in a while, I'll read somebody, and they're like, oh, you know, again, me, me, pick me, you know, type of thing. So well, I'm like, Lynn, after I'm I got feeling. excited, after I got excited because I realized she was eternal. I um, started wanting to get in contact with her, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So I'm I'm kind of like Lynn. I'm ready to go take courses to try and become a medium, only because now I know that it's possible, and I want to go try it. Oh, well, let good. me explain something. And I, 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 I talked about this too, Lynn. Um, you either are or you're not. You can develop, like, if you have it. You just can't go and say, oh, I want to be a medium. And I'm telling you, I I was born one, okay? It's not so you can develop certain skills, but it doesn't, and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer with that, but yeah. if you have it, it increases it, okay? Have you ever had, let me ask something, Sam, have you ever had, prior to any deaths uh, as a child, have you ever had any experiences with, uh, I wouldn't say ghosts, but spirits or any kind of signs before this or, or what have you? Last week, I was sleeping in a tent, and I was really scared that somebody was going to walk up on it because I was in a fireworks tent with a lot of valuable stuff inside. And I'm in a tent, Mm -hmm. for crying out loud. And so I'm having trouble sleeping as the wind blows the rings around. And about 30 minutes into trying to rest, I turned over on my side and realized that I had left my body laying there. And I had never turned out uh, before in my life. And uh, my shoulder... I said, yeah, I turned halfway out. I I turned up on my elbow to look around and realized that I had left my body sleeping uh, still on my back. And that's um, cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I've never done that before, so I want to continue to try to do that. Like I said, not everybody can be a medium, okay? 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's either it's a gift from the Lord, and uh, you know there's people that try. It's like, well, I can't do this. Whatever, whatever. It, you either got it, and usually people that go to these things have it. Because that's why you do go. That's why you get into it. That's why things happen. You know, not okay. everyone can be one. Like I can't be a, I can't. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pharmacist. I'm, you know, I have to be who I am. The God, God gives you certain gifts. That's what. This right. is what I just want to explain. And I've explained it before to listeners. But if you had something like that happen, then I would definitely pursue it. Okay. Thank definitely you, pursue it. Yeah, it was yeah. Great talking to you so, guys. do you want to ask Lynn any other questions? I mean, you know about her books. I, I also have uh, something more coming out. I have a bestseller called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Less Hug on Amazon. Also, it shows uh, the signs that my late children and a lot of my family members send to me. So, um, you know, we'll post all the links to the books on on after the show, and uh, if you have a hard time finding them, you know, but. Um, I would uh, I would check that out because that that is you know like Lynn was talking about right Lynn about her dream visits and um, what you Lynn did you ever have anything like that like besides the dream visits uh, like uh, uh, where you saw yourself just laying there or lying there uh, I've I've had quite a few out of body experiences and that's what I call them is the OBEs um, but I right. also believe too that meditation and I did go to a school only six months after Chip died. And I say school, but it's a spiritual church in, in Jacksonville. And I learned mm-hmm. how to meditate. And through that meditation, Sam, is when I open myself up more to continue my communications with Chip. So the more that we can learn, even if we don't become medium, but the more we yeah. can tune in with our own intuition, we can continue a wonderful life here in the physical and still stay in connection with our loved ones. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I just, you know, I just tell people that because I don't want to burst people's bubbles, you know, right, that, you right. know, I think we all can connect, but we can't always read other people is what I'm saying. You know, oh, that's, I just want to learn how to. I don't, you know what, I don't want to be one either, but I can't stop me. No stopping me. <laughs> I hate it sometimes. I really do. I don't mind it when it helps people, but it's like, give me a break. I want to be human too, you know. So, mm-hmm. Sam, I hope we uh, answered some of your questions, and I think you should go you for did. it, man. It, it I sounds thank you very good. much. Sounds good. You're welcome. Thank and, you. And, you know, our show is every Tuesday night, so hold on. You know where to tune in now, okay? I thank do. You. I lost my grandma, and you sound just like her, so I can't wait to tune every Tuesday. And, oh, was your, gra- and, uh, was your and, grandma and Sylvia little... Brown? I, I I get told I sound like Sylvia Brown. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you have I a nice, catchy voice. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's easy I'm to real hear. real strong. It's real strong, yeah. real strong. Well, I don't I look it. anything like I sound. So. <laughs> but, well, thank, but thank you so you, much. Sam. I okay, look forward guys, to listening to you. you. Bye-bye, Lynn. Bye-bye. Okay. I'm going to put him back on hold to listen to the show. We'll take, we get about 13 minutes left, and for some reason, okay, the energy wasn't letting me put him on hold. We're going to take another call that's been hanging on. I take him by whoever called first. Okay, let's see. Um, who's our next one? Oh, here we go. Uh, bear with me one second. Caller, let's see. Oh my gosh, I need new eyes. Eight five eight. Actually, the the first area. I'm human, guys. The first uh, three. The area code's four four zero. Let's say hello and and oh wait, you know what? No, we're not going to say hello because they're not in the queue to talk to us. They're listening. Duh. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, hold on a second. You know, sometimes they do this. Sometimes they hit the queue and don't want to talk and. Well, let's let's see who this is. Let's see if they want to talk here. Hold on. Hello, caller. Did you want to talk, or just you don't have to say anything, or just want to hang on? 
I guess you want to hang on. Okay, putting them back. Okay, we have a few others here, but we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Um, Len, again, um, I'd love you to come back on and talk more about the books and uh, about your other books you know, coming out now also. Um, awesome. And with more signs and and some of the um, again tell people where they can find you um, on Facebook because actually I just discovered your 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 page page beside your personal page your page. I today. have too many. I need to get them down. <laughs> but I do have on Facebook. Uh, Wake me up book is the address for the mm-hmm. Wake me up uh, fan page. I have right. uh, we we need to talk. Book is the address for uh, the the We Need to Talk page. Um, right. I do have signs from the afterlife, um, and that's fairly new. I haven't done a lot with it, but I will here in the very near future. So I have those three mm-hmm. on Facebook, and then my website, which is uh, LynnReagan dot com. Uh, just one end with Lynn L Y N R A G A N. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, Lynn, do you want to talk a little bit more about some other weird signs out of the ordinary? Um, like I said before, what what are go, throw them at us? We want to hear them. We, that's what we we're doing here. Tell us some more. I want to hear them. Uh, butterflies were really big and still are. Um, uh, yeah, that's my major oh, one. Crows, the crows. Oh, and hawks. Okay, the wonders of nature are amazing. I can remember mm-hmm. a couple of years I had to put my 16-year-old chihuahua to sleep, and it broke my heart. I mean, I cried and cried when I was leaving the, the vest off, and I begged. I literally begged, please let me know that she's okay and that she's made it on the other side safely. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. it took me all 15 minutes to get to the house, and as I'm turning down my last turn on my road, I'm still crying, but all of a sudden I see this bird, big, big bird, come flying down in front of the truck. And I had to stop right. and hit the brakes because I thought I was going to hit the bird. And when he right. come right over the windshield, I realized that it was a hawk. And, of course, mm-hmm. I had to come home and do a spiritual um, meaning definition on the Internet and find out what the hawk symbolized because I didn't know. But they are right. messengers from spirit, which... You know, really? that told me, okay, well, there she is. She made it home safe and sound. So that the hawk became my sign for um, spirits of loved ones after they pass. If I see a hawk... Well, you know, it's know funny you should brought that, brought that up because my property here, um, we have bolt-headed eagles. We are known as God. I wouldn't say maybe kind of like a sanctuary, but people come from all over. I have a tree at the end of the property here that there's this huge bald-headed eagle. We are loaded with hawks, and they're always surrounding me here. And it's not just me, my neighbors too, you know. So uh, maybe this is kind of like a blessed land or something, you know. It's it's amazing because I I grew up four miles uh, south of where I live now. And I live on the Hudson River. I'm sure you've heard of the Hudson River in New York. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I live right on the Hudson. Like I said, here I we actually have our own beach. I walk out a few steps, and that's why I got hit so bad with Hurricane Sandy. It never happened before because of the, the what happened at night. But the, we have the beach right here. 
you know, and we have boat docks and everything right here. You know, we kind of share the land type of thing. You're not like yeah. hippies or anything like that. <laughs> but um, we have a tree at the end of my block here that I can see from every window in my front yard. Of There's always the bald-headed eagle there and tons of hawks, tons of hawks. And I never – maybe I should look into that more, you know, why it's so spirit. It's very spiritual here. You know, being on the water is spiritual in itself. But oh, yeah. uh, being so close to it, I mean, I'm within yards of it, you know, and um, and and the amount, not just uh, I'm not just talking one, I'm talking several, you know, and there's this one huge, huge bolt of eagles. Many years ago, they were, were almost distinct, you know, um, and and now right. we have a regular here. So maybe I should dwell into that, you know, and, and go into it a little more and find out the. Uh, I also happened. My mother was American Indian. So, uh, you know, they were really into that stuff. So, But I, I don't research enough, I guess. So maybe it's time to, to find out the meaning more. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, um, what are some of the other? The, yeah, even our, you know, I want to tell people, our pets too, our pets are like very intuitive. Um yeah, when my, my next uh, Racing Haunted Heaven comes out, it explains it. Um, my cat especially, oh, my gosh. I went through something last year. A friend of my son's was at his event. A week later, got into an accident, went to a coma. I didn't. There was hundreds of kids that go to this thing every year and didn't know it. This kid was turning my touch lamp on and off, and the time he went into the coma until he died a month later. My cat was acting wacky. My TV started going on and off. So many things were happening until it finally led me to his girlfriend. I didn't know, and his mother, after he passed, Past, which I ended up giving them a reading from him. So usually when they do stuff like this, they're they're trying to comfort you or bring you to, if you're intuitive, to, to bring you to someone to comfort them, you know? I mean, my oh, show is kind of a general thing, but um, I've had where they, they haunt the heck. If you want to call it a haunting, I don't really usually like to use that term, but they mm-hmm. do. They, 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 they bother the heck out of you. <laughs> It's like, okay, they're not quite getting it. I'm still here. Check it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, after that, except for when I the TV started doing it between my daughter Meg's birthday September 1st and my birthday September 7th, I hadn't had that problem, uh, except when this kid Tim died, you know? And then I've had it at other times now, but uh, there's usually a connection to the birth dates or the holiday or something, you know? So it's amazing how they connect, you know, with the birds. And, and, and like you said, I'd like to stress the point, too, in nature. You know, the birds, the butterflies, the uh, dragonflies, and um, so many ways. And, I, and even our own pets, you know, even our mm-hmm. own pets. I, um, the butterflies and dragonflies are symbols of transformation. So I think that's oh, yeah. why there's a... a a special type of sign from the afterlife because I mean they are they sh- they come from the caterpillar uh, to the, the butterfly. Yeah. That's, well, that's that's, that's the works. major. If you if you read my book, that's that was the significance of my book that I I put that in there because it started back with my dad who worked for the Episcopal Church for fifty years, and um, at the end of his life. He all of a sudden we're sitting there one day, and this is a few years prior to my daughter dying, and a couple prior to my my mother died a year after my brother, three years after that, and then my daughter, boom, 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 one right after the other. But my dad's sitting there one day, and all of a sudden, I go up on Wednesdays, and this, here's this guy with the Episcopal Church for all these years, and he's got Jehovah Witnesses coming in on Wednesday. He's going to this church, and I'm like, what are you doing? He makes sure he was making sure he covered all bases before he went there. Okay, so I looked at him and I'm like, "What are you doing?" 
And he, my dad was a workaholic. He worked two jobs, the church, day, uh, evenings and weekends, and um, another job during the week. My dad was the um, keeper of the grounds, you know. But he was on the vestry mm-hmm. committee and what have you and was very spiritual and religious. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, you know me. I can't sit still. He goes, what am I going to do over there? I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I looked at him. I said, Dad. Then I gave him, and you'll read it in my book. I said, your body, that sick thing that you're going through right now, it's COPD, I said, is your caterpillar. Your butterfly is what goes there, okay? And I went on and on about it. And I saw like a release once I said that in his face, and I wrote that in my book. And then we went on to other things. It brought him peace. And then the, one of the first things my daughter did the day after she died started with the butterfly, and that's all in my book because that's why it's called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Less Hug. And it was just crazy, some of the things, you know. The, and it wasn't just like a butterfly floating by. It was clinging and walking and doing crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, yeah. it's a little out of the norm what they do. They And people think it's our loved ones. I truly don't believe it's them. I believe they're manipulating like they do the radio and the music coming on and the um, – they're not the TV, but they're manipulating the TV to go on and off. They're manipulating the lights to go, the cell phones, you know. Their energy, well, I, I mean, they're just on a higher frequency, you know. I had to train myself to stop thinking when I walk into a store or if I walked into a doctor's office because they always are playing music overhead. I literally mm-hmm. had to train myself to say, okay, shut up and pay attention so I could hear what was being yep. played. Because it, it very well could be a song that was designed especially for you at that particular moment. And there's been quite right. a few times where I received a, a message that way, other than just yep. hearing the songs inside my head, which I adore those, too. Mm-hmm, uh, Chip mm-hmm. loves sending songs. Um, and, and that was a way that we actually communicated. It would just be a, a verse of a song, but I would get answers mm-hmm. from him via the songs. So it was yep, almost like ditto. he talked to me yep. with words through the lyrics of music. Like, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I had a, a the weirdest one was my nail salon who they like like the piped in music and they do reiki and everything in this nail salon. They do everything. And uh, they do the massages, the shiatsu, what have you. So I go to get my nails done, and my son had this wake-up song on his on his thing, which is kind of like a rap song. Now, yeah. I'm in there, and they got the piped-in music one day, and I'm getting my nails done. What comes on? This song. I look at it, and of course, you know, the, the, the girls that work there are Korean and Chinese, and they don't speak much English, and what am I going to say? Holy crap. <laughs> They're going to look at me like I'm nuts. I'm like, what the hell is this song doing on here? Everybody heard it. It wasn't like I just heard it. Yeah. But anyhow, Lynn, it's amazing. And that was was my son's wake-up song, which his cell phone would start playing out of the blue. I still have his cell phone. But we're down to the last minute of the show. Lynn, I want to thank you and my listeners. We'll be back next Tuesday with the writer of A Mother's Love. Uh, Lynn, you're welcome to come on anytime to share more of the books and and the stories and your next books and the signs anytime you like. And uh, we'll set up a time. I enjoyed having you and 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 sharing the signs. And my producer's like sixty seconds. I'm like sometimes I want to smack these people. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I had a great time. Okay, again, it's Lynn Reagan. You can Google her name. Spell your name real quick, Lynn, so they can Google your name L- and find your books. L Y N R A G A N. Lynn Reagan. 
Okay, just Google it. You'll find her Facebook pages, her books, and uh, God bless you, Lynn, and have a very happy and peaceful New Year. And you thank can. you so much for being on the show. Um, this is Peggy Amanisi signing off from Signs of Loved Ones, and God bless all, and um, have a great New Year, and thank you for calling. Okay, we're to every Tuesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time worldwide. Have a great evening. Bye-bye, all.